The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Happy Victory Monday. Today is Monday, January 23rd, and after defeating the New York Giants in the divisional round on Saturday, the final score 38-7, to the Philadelphia Eagles are heading to the NFC Championship game to play the San Francisco 49ers. Earlier this afternoon, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni did speak with the Philly media and is at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevett, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Nick Sirianni was asked if wide receiver A.J. Brown was frustrated about his lack of targets against the Giants. Sirianni shared his confidence level in Jalen Hurst going into the title game despite only being 24 years old. He touched on the likelihood of seeing Avante Maddox on the practice field this week. He also touched on how he felt that the secondary performed against the Giants. And he explained what coach Tracy Rocker is like and how exactly he resonates with the players. Take a listen. Hey, Nick, I, I wanted to ask you about A.J. Brown. At the at the end of the game, it looked like he was uh, frustrated on the sidelines. You went over and talked with him. It also appeared like maybe he, uh, he had tweaked something late in the game. Can you kind of uh, shed some light on that, please? Yeah, yeah, he uh, he, he was going through a little something with his, with, with his body uh, that um, – you know that was that was hurting him. We feel like he'll be ready to go this week, um, but he he was hurting in that game, and so uh, that's why that's why he wasn't in the game. As far as as far as um, you know, what the first part of that question is, yeah, of course he's always going to want the ball. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Of, yeah, just about course. the frustration in your conversation yeah. with him. Of course he's going to always want the ball. He's he's a really good player, and um, you know, no one, not any, not really anybody in the past game really got a lot of targets or a lot of opportunities and uh, because we were running the ball so well. Um, but, you know, that's what you want from your receivers to want to have have the football. There's part part of the reason why uh, receivers are good is because they want and crave the football. They want the ball to to change the game. Um, but, you know, make no mistake about it. He was he was thrilled that we won the football game. Always wants to be involved, obviously, in the plan. He blocked his butt off. You could see, you know, you see how excited he was when him when he when he had that spring, he sprang that block for uh, for uh, Devontae's touchdown. So, you know, um, but, you know, obviously he's obviously really excited and celebrating the locker room with all of us uh, after the win. We'll go to Dave and then Zach. 
Hey, Nick, uh, with Jalen Hurts going into this game, 24 years old in an NFC championship game, that will be a lot for, for most young players, but it doesn't seem that way for him. Uh, where's your confidence level in, in his ability and uh, his poise in this moment? Yeah, I, you know, uh, no man suddenly becomes different than his cherished thoughts and habits. And 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 that's something that's a that's a line uh, Frank Reich used to always say to me. Um, that, you know, Jalen, just because the moment's big doesn't mean wh what he means by that is just because the moment's big doesn't mean he's going to all of a sudden change who he, who he's been for the past three years that he's been in, in Philadelphia, right? He's going to have that same demeanor. Um, it, you just don't all of a sudden change, right? Um, just because the situation changes and we, and we, we've made that, uh, that that's what we think as a, as a team. Um, and, and I know Jalen, that's just that he's going to be locked in and he's going to work and prepare every day to be ready for this game. Um, and he's going to be ready to go. I, I know that. Um, and, and just, you know, he's going to be that same calm, steady, um, steady person that he is each and every week. I, I just, he just, does, you just don't automatically change. And so, um, that's good. That's obviously a really important trait to have as your, as your leader, as your quarterback, um, somebody that doesn't ride the waves uh, of the season, doesn't ride the waves of a game. Uh, he stays steady and, and is truly in the moment of the next play. Go ahead, Zach, and then EJ. Hey, good afternoon, Nick. Asking about Brock Purdy. I know you're always scouting late round quarterbacks and you guys have the connections to the Iowa State staff. What did you know about Purdy before he came across your screen this week? Uh, just that he's a winner, um, you know, and that that obviously I uh, always follow Iowa State um, in their program because I have so many uh, college teammates and roommates that coach there. And um, and so that's always that was always I, I mean, since Matt became the head coach, at Iowa State, I've always followed them and obviously stay in touch with Matt. Um, but you, you knew you saw what he did for that program, right? Uh, Matt's obviously a great head coach, but he got a great quarterback uh, in Brock Purdy, and and you saw what he did for that program, um, and and all the things he did for, for you know. I checked the score; Purdy had an awesome game, um, and and they won again, and uh, and that's what I noticed, you know, with him that he's a winner, and and then you know, obviously when you're close with other coaches like that and you have conversations back and forth this is going back to when when brock was at iowa state like hey what are you guys doing you know we watched this on tape right here this looked good this and that and so and that and that and the common theme always from them is hey we got a, a quarterback that can lead the way and and find the right place to go with the football consistently um who's just a, a playmaker and and so that's what i knew about him going into you know, last year's draft process. Uh, obviously, I followed them a lot just because of my relationship with the with the coaches there. Go ahead, EJ, and then Chris. Hey, Nick. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that Jalen was really sore after the regular season finale. I guess how did he come out of uh, this weekend's game? You know, compared to that. Yeah, we feel like he he's he's continuing to get better. I'll let him answer. You know you know, how he feels, uh, you know, but we felt like he came out good. Um, and then he can answer how sore he is after this game, but played a good game. Um, we got through healthy, not only Jalen, but the, the rest of the team. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, so we're excited, obviously, about the health of our football team right now. Go ahead, Chris, and then John McMullen. 
Afternoon, Nick. Uh, what's the likelihood that we'll see uh, Avante Maddox out there on practice during this week? And then secondly, real quick, how do you feel about the secondary's play, especially when it comes to C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, Reed Blankenship and Marcus Epson, and what, how they played against the Giants? Yeah. Um, first part of the question, we'll see. Um, we're hopeful. We're hopeful, but, you know, he's still got to get out there and, and run on the field and do drills. So it's not – it's not it, – it's not something that we know quite yet, right? Because there's there's some unknown of, of some of the football movements that he, that he has to go out there and do. So we'll see. We'll have more we're more for you this week on that. Bob, you said I got more media obligations this week. I got more media obligations this week, so I'm going to be able to answer more questions. Um, the second part, Chris, you asked, how did I feel like the uh, how did I feel like the secondary played? I felt like they played really well, um, and I think we've just been getting consistent play out of that entire group, uh, obviously a credit to coach Gannon, uh, coach, uh, Denard Wilson's a great, and, and DK really good, uh, really good DB coaches. I really think coach Wilson, you know, I, I got a second to brag on Gannon after the game. And now let me brag on, on coach Denard. Um, you know, he's just a great leader of men and he's able to, to bring a group together. I, I look at coach, uh, Denard, like, uh, a really good offensive line coach where you got to bring them all together. They all got to play as one. And, and, and that's a really important position to, to, to make sure you're, you're, you're doing this. And Denard's really good at that. And so, and the guys are, and obviously we have really good players there with James and Slay and, and Reed and Marcus and, and CJ and, you know, and Avante and the depth Kayvon's play have, have given really meaningful reps this year. Right. And so we've got, you know, a good depth there, too. So a tribute to Howie of bringing all these guys in. But I thought they played an outstanding game, um, you know, just being around the ball and, and denying the football, um, you know, so and then making the tackles necessary. I thought we played physical, um, you know, and I think Chauncey's done a really nice job of stepping in the nickel position um, that that's so important like we that we have these guys that can play multiple spots. Right. Uh, and and. And that really has helped us as we've gotten dinged a little bit, you know, with Avante of being able to move Chauncey in there. And you have Josiah Scott that we trust as well um, that, that's contributed on special teams and, and it's given us some meaningful reps as well. And so you can't say enough about the coaching that they've gotten from from Denard and DK. And then again, just, you know, slays the leader back there, um, you know, of, of, of just bringing the guys together as well. Uh, James has been a great addition. I go on and on about how, how good th this group has been. And I do believe that it's that iron sharpens iron, Chris, you know, like are, we're really good on the, on the, uh, in the secondary and we're really good at wide out and they've made each other better through the battles that they've won against, you know, that they've, they've done all year, similar to our old line D line. You know, you look at training camp, you, you take yourself back to training camp and the battles that that lane and Hassan had in training camp, right? And how much better they made each other. And so it's just, you know, when you have that, that's that, you know, that, that competition and that, and the, and the depth and the players that we have, um, that's a great thing when they're, when they're making each other better um, mentally and physically. Go ahead, John, and then Jeff. Uh, hi, Nick. Uh, uh, curious as an offensive coach, uh, how much you paid attention to Kyle over the years. Obviously, he's got a reputation in this league when it comes to scheming and play calling. Curious how much you pay attention to other guys who are who are in that position and him specifically. Sure, you always you always are studying 
um, you know, good coaches. Um, whether that is, you know, what makes them go as far as, you know, mentally or, you know, as far as their scheme or as just as just a coach, um, you know, the relationships, all the, the other uh, stuff about coaching. And obviously with him, you know, he's always been been a been a guy that has, has a great reputation in the NFL and he is a great offensive coordinator, great offensive mind. And so, of course, you watch a lot of their tape. I remember watching it. Uh, you know, obviously I have close ties with Pierre Garcon. And when Pierre played for him, I remember watching all his catches, just be, you know, being a Mountain Union guy. And I just, and maybe that was one of my first uh, t- t- times to really study uh, Kyle, Kyle's offense. And um, I remember th- coming away very impressed, obviously, with all the, the plays that Pierre made, my fellow Purple Raider, uh, but also the scheme of in which they were, that they were getting it with them. And then, you know, we've had, um, you know, I had Brian Hoyer as well, who also played for Kyle and played, you know, meaningful snaps for him in San Francisco. And I believe somewhere else too. I can't, I can't quite remember where, but I remember how much he, you know, and when you, when you're with quarterbacks, you have, you have a lot of different conversations about schemes and, and all those different things. And I just remember how, how highly Brian Hoyer, Hoyer thought of, you know, uh, of, of Kyle. And, and I remember asking him questions, what Kyle do in this scenario or that scenario. And so just highly impressed with him as a football coach. Uh, I don't, I don't know him all that well, just to say hello. And, uh, you know, I've heard no, nothing but great things of him as a person as well. Um, but got a lot of respect for him as a football coach and all the success that he's had. Um, you know, he's been around the game his, his entire life. I, you know, and I, and I really, you know, obviously at a different level at Southwestern high school, I was, I was as well. And uh, so I just got, I know, I know some of the th- things that he probably had to go through growing up and, you know, we get exposed to a lot um, as coaches son. So um, yeah, I got a lot of respect for him and, uh, and uh, with him as, as a football coach. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Jimmy. Uh, Nick, looking at the uh, advanced numbers here of D'Amico Ryan's uh, defense, um, he bl- doesn't blitz much. Uh, he doesn't play a lot of man defense, uh, kind of sprinkles it up with his own coverages. Um, yeah, it sounds a little a lot so, in terms of like so, Gannon. <laughs> so it's the number one and number two ranked defenses in the NFL, and they don't blitz a lot. They don't play any man. Uh, okay. Just, just wanted to make sure I was hearing that. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And then, so what are some other characteristics that, uh, that really define, uh, his scheme? I, I see one of the most impressive things about coaches that I see sometimes is, is, uh, is when their guys are just like selling out for them. Like, and I really see that with, uh, D'Amico Ryan's defense. Like I see his players, genuinely selling out and and you can see their interactions in the game, right? When you watch, watch it on television, like you see those guys playing really hard for them. Well, why do, why does a player play really hard for a coach? Well, one, I think one thing that happens is they really recognize that that coach cares about them as a person. They really recognize that that coach is genuinely making them better. So again, am I in there in meetings and hearing how D'Amico Ryan's is is making guys better? No, but I see it that I, obviously that he is doing that, and that these guys love to play for him, and so that speaks a lot to to you know D'Amico coach coach Ryan because he's you know he's gotten the most he's got obviously and they got really good players, but 
he's gotten a lot out of those guys. And so I, it's no surprise um, to me that he he's one of the hot head coaching candidates uh, coming up for this year. Uh, and I got a lot of respect for that. This is a well, this is a really well coached football team, a really well coached football team. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to be on our, our, our stuff this week. Go ahead, Jimmy. And then Martin. Hey, Nick, on the uh, really good players point, what is your first impressions of their personnel? Um, I guess notably their linebackers, Fred Warner and uh, Dre Greenlaw. And then not to do the two-question thing, but we're also going to need an update on what your food of choice was for the uh, Niners-Cowboys game. Little Caesars. Um, the uh, Yeah, Little little Caesars this time. Um, the As far as... Um, the players, as far as the players, um, man, this is a, this is a talented team. Um, you know, obviously you mentioned those two, those two guys, uh, and I got a lot of respect for them. And then, and then they got good players all across the defensive line, uh, headlined by, by Bosa and Armstead. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're corners, you know, they got the guy from uh, Kansas city that I thought that I thought was a really good player there last year, as we were watching guys that were free agents, um, the safeties in the, it can really cause, cause havoc in there. Um, and then not to mention the, the offensive line that they have, um, you know, and the skill players that they have, they have unique skill players, uh, with Debo and, and, and McCaffrey and, uh, Kittle. Um, I really liked Brandon Ayuk coming out of Arizona state. I remember thinking very highly of him. And you can tell uh, Kyle does a good job of really coaching the details to the wide receivers. You know, you see him running good routes, um, really detailed routes. Um, so, again, just going back to the, their coaches and, and how good they are. But, uh, you know, a lot of good playmakers on this football team, right? A lot of good playmakers on this football team offensively and defensively. And it's no no surprise that they've won all these games in a row. They got, they got good coaches. They got good players. Um, and so – you know, we're going to have to have a plan uh, for, uh, and obviously that's what we're working on now to make sure that they're good players, uh, you know, you know, don't wreck, wreck game. You know, that's what you always, you always, you look at the, the Hey, here's their really good players. How do we make sure this guy doesn't wreck the game? And um, you know, but we got good players too. And we're excited about the matchups that we're going to, I think you're going to see a lot of really good matchups in this game of really good on good. Um you know, there's a lot of good on good out there that's going to be happening in this game. And so, um, you know, it, it, you know, that, and that's what the NFC championship game should be. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be good on good and it's going to it's going to be tight. And so, again, we got to put our guys in the best spots to be able to make plays and, and make sure we're containing uh, some of those guys I just mentioned. Go ahead, Martin, then Rube. Hey, Nick. Um... I noticed, like, yes, the other day you made a reference to Jalen and Michael Jordan and everything, and I was wondering if that was something that you might have noticed about Jalen, you know, when you were scouting him while you were in Indy, he was coming out of college, and and also um, if you might have talked to Matt Campbell about the uh, 2019 game between Oklahoma and Iowa State in which uh, Jalen and Brock Purdy kind of went head-to-head. Jalen won that one, right, 42-41. I remember watching that game. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, missed um, point conversion or something. You know, Matt and I may be good friends, um, and we and we are good friends. Um, but every game that Brock Purdy plays well in, I think that's good for recruiting classes at Iowa State. 
So he's not sharing. I'm not asking him because I'm not sure I'm going to get the great info from him or I'm going to get all the info from him because, when you know, if, if, if the Eagles play good, how does that help Iowa state? It doesn't, but if the, if Purdy plays good, it, it's going to help him. But, uh, and so, you know, obviously again, I'm teasing there, but going back, you know, that, that game, I do remember watching that game and then both quarterbacks really played, played well, Martin, your first part of that question. Um, it, it was it was mostly about like you know your Michael Jordan reference the other day. If that was something you noticed in Jalen when you were looking at him coming out of college, and when yeah, and yeah. when he finally became that, yeah, you know when you when you compare some something like that, you're you're thinking about right. I mean, Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time, and I get arguments back and forth uh, with our players. I think you know, I, in my opinion, right? Because my height of watching basketball, I'm not, I'm not trying to start a debate here or anything like that, but in my opinion, my height of watching basketball and who I always wanted to be as a kid growing up was Michael Jordan. And so, like, I don't think I'm going to get many arguments that he's the best basketball player of all time. Um, but the 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 things that, you know, Michael Jordan, you were able to see a lot of things about him in in that the the last dance thing about his competitiveness and about his just desire and will to win. And so when you make that comparison, you think like, again, when you guys ask me about Jalen, the first thing I use as good as he's played this year, right. As, as well as he's run, run the football, as well as he's thrown the football, reading defenses, accurate throws, as well as he's done all that, that what you notice first about him is his will to win his competitive drive and so that comparison is kind of in that aspect of it. Like, yeah, you, again, am I, was I around Michael Jordan? No, but I was able to watch from afar um, when I was a kid. But then also you're able to watch these documentaries and you see that common denominator of those things. The first thing you asked me about Jalen, I always talk about is, is all those things, all the intangibles that he has. And so that's where that, you know, it was, that's where that's coming from is just, that will to win, like it's, it's at a different level. He had that, he had that big chain on it. What did it say? A breed of one. He's a breed of one. Like, like that's who he is. Like he's unlike anybody I've been around just with how much he loves this game, how much the winning drives him, how much getting better every day drives him, how much, you know, leading drives him. Like he's special. He is a special dude. And that's, you know, that's where that, that's where really I was coming from with that in the sense of like, man, these guys are, they're built different. They're built different as far as how they go about their business and, and how they go about, you know, prepping for games and, and com compete in games and steady during games. Um, you know, that's, so that's what I was, that's what I was speaking of there, Martin. We have time for two more. So we'll go to Ruben and Josh. Hey, Nick, uh, I wanted to ask you about Tracy Rocker. Uh, we've talked a lot about the, uh, the D-line and, and their production. Uh, he doesn't say a lot to us. Uh, what's he like? Uh, how, does, how does he resonate with the players? And, uh, you know, what have you seen from him? Yeah, uh, I think Coach Rocker is a great coach. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he's very detailed in what he does. He gets, the, guys, the guys trust him. Uh, guys like playing for him. Um, you know, I, I, the other day, I, last week, I, I couldn't sleep. Um, obviously just thinking about what I'm going to say to the team, this and that. Right. 
And I'm like, I woke up at like two 30 in the morning. I just couldn't go back to sleep. So I go in and I'm in the office at four o'clock. Um, I'm like, what else am I going to do? I'm just going to lay in here in bed. I mean, I, got, I can watch some tape on the giants and I'm, I'm pulling in at four o'clock and walking in right before me was coach rocker. And I'm like, I'm a little embarrassed coach rocker shoot. And then, so I was, I was like, man, you know, it was going in at four o'clock as coach rocker. And then, and, and everybody was like, yeah, he always does that. That's when he goes in. And so he, he, you know, he love he grinds, he's doing everything he can do to put these guys in positions to help them, um, you know, to help them make plays. And so, you know, and then with coach, you know, him being a, the former player that he was, he's been, you know, and he'd been in those, you know, been in those scenarios, been in these, these big games, he, you know, he can, he can relate to these guys uh, in different ways as well. And so I just always, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for him and, and all the things that he's done. And I'm happy he's on our staff. You ever seen his hands, Rube? Yeah. You ever seen his hands, Rube? I have seen his hands. They're jacked up beyond belief. Like you can tell how good of it. I think that's how you determine how, and then Sweaty's hands are like that too. Like, you determine how good a D lineman was by how jacked up their hands were. So if I didn't get to see him play in the eighties, but judging by his hands, he, he was a monster over there at Auburn. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Nick, I was wondering, given how much you guys uh, stress and rep uh, ball security on the uh, contrast side of that, um, how much is of messaging is, is taught or, or is it just natural in regards to uh, yards after the catch, especially with two guys like A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard and specifically on, on uh, Goddard, just uh, building on that question, how naturally is it uh, for him with the, the sp stiff arms uh, specifically? Yeah, that that's something you try to teach them where to have the ball, right? What arm to have the ball in so they can utilize that stiff arm. So there's a lot of technique and fundamentals to it. Um, and we try to put it in their minds, you know, in practice, like, Hey, you catch, you catch the ball, right. You tuck and get it to the proper uh, fundamentals of how we teach you to, to hold it. And then you burst for three, for three lines. So when I say three lines, that's 15 yards, right. You burst for three lines to get in that habit of, of finishing every play. And that's something actually, you know, I tell you, I like to watch documentaries of all type. And, and there was a Larry Fitzgerald documentary, um, a football life, I think. And basically uh, my, one of my old bosses, Todd Haley was, was said to him, he's like, what, Hey, why don't you kind of be like in the documentary? He's like, why don't you be like Anquan Bolden and just become this bull uh, when you get the ball in your hands. Right. And so, and so our point, we show that every time we talk about finishing, um, because Larry, Larry said, I took that personal and I started finishing in practice and I started finishing in games. And so the art of finishing, we definitely preach and we talk about now a lot of the yards after catch, like are sometimes you're going to get yards after catch because of the scheme. Right. And there's sometimes it doesn't, the scheme doesn't allow for as much. And then you, but you got to also understand in yards after catch, a lot of that is innate ability. Um, like, if you went back and looked at Mount Union in 2003, you saw a lot of uh, number 25 wide receiver catching the ball and then stepping out of bounds. I had no innate ability to create any yards after catch. 
this innate ability is is a big part of it, right? Of feeling where to go with the ball, being you know having the ball protected, being able to make the guy miss. Like Devonte has a innate ability with the ball in his hands. You know when we, you know he's he's made some really good plays with the ball in his hands, and we got these guys right. You, you mentioned AJ. You mentioned Dallas. Those two guys, they do it differently, right? Devontae has this punt returner ability to him of feeling instinctual where the lanes are. Uh, AJ and Devontae have this, or pardon me, AJ and Dallas have this bull mentality of like, come tackle me. You know, like I'm a big running back. Come tackle me if you dare. And so, um, you know, that, uh, yeah, it, yards after catch is is talked a lot about um, because you know what 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 better way for a quarterback than to throw the ball five yards and then let a receiver get fifteen more yards off of that? That's a nice feeling as a quarterback. It's talked a lot about. Um, you obviously are always trying to teach the fundamentals and detail of it, and but there's a lot of the uh, innate ability of the player as well. 